Welcome to So You Think Your Car Is Fast, where we dive into the world of high-end, fast cars and explore what it truly means to have a fast car. From the latest in supercar technology to the mechanics that make these machines go, we'll separate fact from fiction and uncover the misconceptions about speed and power that exist in the minds of the general public. Join us as we put the pedal to the metal and discover what it takes to have a car that truly lives up to the title of fast. And we're back. So you think your car is fast. Do you, Taylor? Do you think your car is fast? Dan? At one point, I may fast? have. <laughs> I don't think I'm fast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this, year, this year has been like the fast hammer has been beating us down <laughs> into the ground over and over again. You are not fast. We have been thored. <laughs> Man, it's been some time. But uh, we've got lots to, to discover and go over. Starting first, I would say let's go. Let's talk about shift sector. Let's talk about standings. Point standings. Indianapolis, as much as I hate to say it. Did we I talk about Kansas that. already? I think we did, didn't we? Yep. Okay. It's been a long time, fellas. Yeah. Well, getting there was <laughs> almost didn't even get there with trailer problems. So you broke, leaf springs broke. I, I broke a uh, the U bolts came off of one leaf one set of leaf springs on the double axle, and uh, I probably drove two hundred miles that way until I noticed. So I got it fixed in Cave City, Kentucky. Shout out to that little shop that helped me out. You went through sat Kentucky? there for four hours, huh? You went through Kentucky. Yeah, I Cave bet City, they don't Kentucky. use the interwebs there. But that was your first problem. What's a podcast? <laughs> Uh, so they fixed it for me. It, everything was fine. And then I got into Indianapolis to get gas and I noticed the trailer was listing again, looked underneath and a whole leaf spring was broken and it wasn't the one that had been repaired. So did they, I, is that how they fixed it? They just took parts from one side and fixed the <laughs> other and they're like, this ought to be all right. They'll never know. <laughs> so, uh, I limped into Marion like, 70 miles at 40 miles an hour. And um, I called a, a mobile trailer repair and he came out over the weekend and fixed it while I, while I was at the track. Well, so looking, looking back, do you feel like this was like a sign of things to come? I, I thought, you know, day, you know, eight hours into the trip, I probably shouldn't be going, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you're no quitter, Todd. I'm no quitter. So uh, <clears throat> we ended up um, pulling the car off the trailer did a, an initial hit and it broke up in every gear just misfired brought it back in and um uh, had jared tuning because wayne was busy and uh i made another hit and it felt better and we're like oh <laughs> we fixed it and then jared's like on the third run he's like let's throw some boost at it and then after that it just would never it would never hit boost in any gear so i think i ran a 158 or something so <sighs> went for points and I didn't put up a goose egg, though. I didn't realize. I forgot that you do one pass and you get a point. Yeah. Well, oh. I mean, after getting your butt kicked all weekend, it's it's understandable. You're like, but I didn't even want to drive it on Sunday. Right. I did pass the Saturday and sun, uh, Friday and Saturday. So I got two whole points, but I could have gotten another point. So if I lose first place from by one point, I'm going to kill myself. Jason called me. He's like, hey, you could have run one more day and got a, another point. 
You say, hey, that information would have been a lot more useful Sunday morning, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that that was definitely a wedding singer reference. You got it. Yes. (laughs) That information would have been a lot more useful yesterday. Yeah, so he calls me yesterday and told me that. I'm like, well, thanks, buddy. Appreciate that. Really helps me out. So the car is still in the trailer. I'm just disgusted with it at this point. But Steve asked for it, so we're going to bring it up there, and he's going to find that misfire, and we're going to be ready for Abilene, maybe. What would we do without Steve? <laughs> we would uh, play Quake. Yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing. Be gamers. That's what I have. I have. No, I got a new monitor for my computer so I could play Quake. We would be gamers. Uh, so, but it was good to see everybody. Um, Antonio Calvo took a big tumble in that green Viper. I saw the video, dude. That did not look good. Yeah. Went is that Viper, is that a shop car? No, that's a customer car, as far as I know. Yeah, I'm not sure whose car it was. You know, there's questions you don't ask. That was one yeah, of Yeah, no, not I mean, <laughs> you, you can maybe ask it now, but not when it happens. Yeah, hey, whose car? Yeah, not, not a good look. I mean, it's, you know, that's one of those situations that you're always like, what if? Like, right, like, who's, who fixes it now? Yeah. Well, somebody sent me a photo of him like doing a little dance in front of the uh, hospital. Uh-huh. Leaving, I was like, okay, well, that's it. You know, Antonio's fine when he's doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, he was able to walk away. And, you know, good safety gear, um, good seat, all that stuff. How about uh, how about Morris's vet? Oh, he was pitted next to us, and um, he's got himself a nice little team there. And uh, all family, isn't it? Yeah, it, it seems seems like the whole family's yeah, out there. That's, that's kind of cool. But the cool thing is he would go out and he'd break something. And, and then, then fix they'd, it. they'd fix it. I mean, <laughs> they were breaking like differentials and like big stuff, you know, and have that thing up on a lift. And it rained and they were out there working on it in the rain. And yeah, they, they've got some dedication there. Yeah. So he put up, I, can't, I think, a 240. He did really well. Did really yeah. well. And then. Um, fast bet. Fast bet. It is a fast bet. The fastest one. Um, aim was out there with several customer cars. Uh, they were putting up really good numbers. They um, always do, man. They always do. Uh, I got the picture of Antonio up. Oh yeah. Manny got it for me. <laughs> Thanks, Manny. <laughs> oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Good old Antonio. So, um, aim had nine, nine ones, nine, nine sixes. Uh, Ryan's brother, Sean, has an 1100 horsepower 996 the black one and he won he ran he was like running 190 or 189 188 and um he took both i think like all three days but he did really well i I wondered when i looked at the standings and i noticed him like he shot up and i was like wow that he just did one event and Mm -hmm. but then i realized but then i remembered it was the manual class um then they had christine in her 991 she was running lights out like I think I want to say like 205, maybe even 210. I, I don't know, Christine. She's, Is it the white one? Yeah, the car was brand new. I think they just finished it. And then she went off backwards quarter mile into the corn and ass dived into a yeah. dip. Oh, I, I saw her the fast drone was, was a 210. 210, yeah. It did yeah. not look ideal, no. Mm-hmm. So what was the deal? Why were people going off? Was it slippery up there or was it just bad luck? Um, I think, I think Christine in her case, I think she got on the, on the brakes real hard, real too quick. 
mm-hmm. um, right after the finish. Uh, Calvo broke or uh, broke traction, I think, right after the finish line. So I don't know exactly what happened with his. Um, mm, I talked not- to him about it. The rear end broke. Oh yeah, and uh, and like one of the tires, one of the rear tires locked up. Oof. And so just instead of like you know normally if if you if you do it you know through power right like one wheel spins faster than the other one and you go you know sideways uh it kicks out on you but this one it like pulled in it like pulled him in in the opposite direction so um it's kind of weird the but way i think he had said something on a on like oh wait maybe maybe it wasn't him was it him that said something he thought maybe something started to break on the on a wheel hop yeah like he, he, he did like a, on the burnout he did like a little chirp kind of thing for the burnout and yeah. clean the tires off or heat them up. I'm not sure which. Mm-hmm. And then he said it hopped on him there and he thought it broke. Well, I was in at, hindsight. He knew that it's probably yeah. when it broke. I didn't see it happen. I was at the beginning of the start um, in the, uh, the, 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 I guess the hangar where HPL horsepower lounge was. And uh, we were in David's trailer and, um, I came out of the trailer and I heard the helicopter fire up because that's where the helicopter sits. And I'm like, oh, that's that's not good, you know. And so it took off, and I was on I was on my scooter and I was going back to my pit, and then the helicopter flew over me and landed again. So I turned around oh. and I went back to the chopper and I asked one of the crew. I said, "Hey, what happened?" He goes, "Oh, they they called us off." I'm like, "Oh, oh. I go. That's a good thing or a really bad thing." He's like, yeah, he think I think he's okay. They're just gonna take him in the ambulance. I'm like, oh, okay. So that was weird. I'm like, holy crap, they called it off. Yikes. Well, so they oh. had the helicopter there ready to go. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do a good job, you know that? Like the, the whole thing. I mean, obviously there's a there was a big push for safety equipment and proof why it's important. And then the couple things that I've seen, they've been really quick to respond, like emergency services. I mean, even you know when what? they thought I was on fire and they got yeah. out there real quick. Well, you know, they, they're out there. Um, what they do is when there's a, a car that's got a potential to go really fast, they put them on extra double security alert. They're like, hey, you know, by the way, somebody yeah. passed. Is gonna go yeah, every time the big UGR car goes or um, the Viper, the or... Viper or, or Morris, they, they put them on alert. So they're ready to go. But other than that, they're still fast. They're still very responsive. The crews out there that Jason hires are really good. Well, as Jason pointed <laughs> out, to this day, there has never been a broken bone. Oh wow! Really? Really? There was a. There were three wrecks. There was a C five black C five Corvette that tumbled as well. Was it just the grass was was damp, or because normally they you stay flat? But it seems yeah, like it was. Well, they had gotten a lot of rain. Um, a big uh, class A RV got stuck <laughs> on oh, in the grass. They had to pull him out. It was, it was, it was muddy. Yeah. That's, um, what, that's what, that's what sends the cars end over. Do you remember in the right lane, the bump at the big end, right before the big end? Taylor knows I it do. well. I do. Yeah. I, yeah. That's made it. Right. Impression. Well, there's a bump at, at the uh, big end of the left lane now after the Perfect. end. Yeah. Oh, so you so, just gotta, you just gotta drive a little chicane and then you're all right. Yeah, you 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 don't want to be on the brakes in that dip. But uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. other than that, I mean, we had rain on Saturday, I think. But other than that, the weather was really good. I mean, the, the only problem is it was a deadhead wind the entire weekend, 15, 20 mile an hour. So so going, what, 258 in a, in a 15 mile an hour headwind? 
man. Yeah. That underground car was a 260 plus easily, easily. It feels like underground just comes out and tries to reset records when they have a customer who gets excited, right? Like, like there's, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Like they're going to have the record. It seems nobody's going to take it from them except for maybe David Perlman. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they're just like, meh, you know, we got a customer who wants to do it, has the budget. Let's go. And, and uh, it, it's always a new guy. You know, Mark yeah. Rao was out there and um, the, the kid that had the green car is like, you know. Have you ever actually gone and looked at the Arizona Cycle Parts website? Yes. That is the craziest thing to look at. Everybody who yeah. watches this should go to Arizona. This isn't an advertisement. You should go to their webpage and just spend two That's minutes. That's exactly what it. they'd say if it was an advertisement. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I can give them the address to send the check. But right. um, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. The, the stuff they have on there is absolutely insane and it's fun to look at. So I don't know. I, I lost an hour looking at it in my in my search oh, for cam housings did we did we ever show my cam housings yes we did i don't remember if we did or we didn't it got a full gt3 rs with a missing front clip oh yeah, the- yeah they have cool stuff manny can you pull that up for us <laughs> yes as a matter of fact he can Does he still work um, here well he you know he he uh he works on demand <laughs> yeah <laughs> did anybody call him in today <laughs> well i went and picked him up yeah, so three days next year, you guys got to make it because it's it's a points fest if you if you have a running car. <laughs> Man, you I could have rented something in reality, right? You really could have. You, you Jason totally just wouldn't schedule all these races on my kids' birthdays. That would help. Well, it's, you like, need to give Jason it's like every birthday schedule. Well, yeah. every, every event is at a kid's birthday. It's it's wild. But what else happened? Um. Well, there's my cam housings. Oh, we want to. Should I add to the stream? There we go. Oh, I mean, so they pretty. look nice. They're not doing much right there, though. They are. are John Bray called me yesterday. Uh, are they a part of your engine at this point? They are a part of my engine. Okay. Pile. Engine pile. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess the current status is that uh, he. So he, he said that my cylinder liner, and I remember saying this oh, on the right. last show, my cylinder liners, which are really just sleeves, right, uh, were not shaped correctly, and he, you know, wants them to be round. They were more ovular, and uh, so hmm. he got new ones, and they, and they, I mean, he's still he's he's setting piston to wall clearance and sizing them and everything. So he did it again, and the brand new ones were still not in the right shape. And so he discovered that his fixture was worn. And uh, so I guess they had to like redo that machine work fixture. And I don't know if it's something that's at his shop or if it's somewhere at a machine shop. I don't really know the specifics of that. But uh, that took a while. And he went off uh, desert racing. He was doing um, like Can Am, uh, like side by side stuff. Yeah, like uh, almost trophy truck, but not quite. Like they did like 11 hours, 11 and a half hours behind the wheel kind of thing. Mm. Uh, so it was a really long race. Sounds like great fun, but I, I think the upshot of it is is not much was happening at the shop in terms of solving process and procedure problems without John there. So my stuff sat for another week or two. Uh, but 
He says uh, it's going together this week and will ship next week. So barring any immediate problems, I might actually have uh, might actually have stuff pretty soon. Hmm. Well, Steve's going to be busy this winter then. <laughs> he's going to put your car together. He's going to take mine apart and put mine back together. Yeah, I talked to John about yours a little bit. And I talked about mine and, you know, like we, we have, I don't know what the, what the wording for it is, but we, we have, you know, uh, intertwined goals in the sense that, uh, your engine is, is wanting to, uh, blow by too much gas and I don't want mine to do that. And I was talking to him about, like I mentioned earlier, piston to cylinder clearance and a few other things. And he actually told me some numbers and, uh, well, obviously I won't repeat them here. Uh, it was not incredibly loose. It did not sound incredibly loose. In fact, it sounded very reasonable to me. Um, so I'm kind of surprised. Uh, I don't, I don't know what, I haven't quite reconciled that yet, but you know, he was saying the, the engine in black Betty, the engine in your car and the engine in my car are, for all intents and purposes, exactly the same. I mean, there are various differences in terms of, you know, this valve spring versus that valve spring or, you know, somewhat inconsequential things in the big in that big picture, at least surrounding, uh, you know, compression uh, of the engine. So I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of curious to see what yours does on the new turbos once you get the worked out and and when is the uh new intake manifold going on is that a thing oh that's going to be a winter thing that's going to be after abilene we're going to go to abilene as the car sits but we're you know we're gonna we have to sort out the misfire it'll run it'll run fast as is we just need to get it sorted before we send it out and then the new intake new harness that's all going to be done in, in the winter well hopefully steve can get my engine in and things go well um when is abilene it's basically uh i think 28th and 29th of october oh the end yep. of october all right mm -hmm. so we have two months yeah two months hey let's rewind the clock back to march <laughs> <laughs> how did yep. those predictions age not so graceful not so well yep so i'm i'm fresh out of predictions but we'll see I don't know. It's really all up to Steve and how quickly he wants to get yours done, right? Well, there's a lot to do with mine. Um, the fuel pump setup is changing. Oh, okay. The engine, of course, has changed. Although, really, externally, I don't know that really that much has changed. Uh, but I officially removing the last silly rabbit component from the car. Uh, so we're going to a stock fuel pump assembly, feeding a surge tank which will be running the brushless pump controlled by the uh, injector dynamics brushless pump controller, the BPC as they call it. So basically you're going to run the same pump system that I have. And I think Taylor has too, right? Yeah. I mean, we were very similar. I was just using that, uh, that in tank basket. Hmm. So my entire car only had, it was making 1400 wheel horsepower, one fuel pump, oh, which wow. I called it one pump to rule them all. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it, it's good, but it's also not good because that silly rabbit basket was a little haphazard in the way that it filled. And uh, well, if you think about it, you only need the in tank fuel pump to fill the surge tank. 
Yes. That's all it's doing. So a, a stock pump is fine. Yeah, it's relatively low pressure, high volume. It'll fill that surge tank. You know, I don't know what the exact numbers are. We can figure it out. It'd be interesting math. But, you know, what what's the what's the volume of the of the surge tank? Is it like two liters? Is it three mm -hmm. liters? I don't know. Something like that, probably. And then mm -hmm. how long does it take running our cars flat out to to use two, three liters of fuel? I mean, I think it's a little while. You know, speaking of that, you know what Morris Morris told me? He goes, they use eight gallons per half mile pull. Eight gallons. <laughs> eight gallons. Yeah, I thought. I think yeah. we use about a gallon, right? I don't. I, eight gallons. <laughs> well, he's running methanol as a fuel. As a fuel. Yeah, as a fuel. Oh. oh, okay. So you need. I don't remember the numbers, but you need like double the amount of methanol that you need ethanol in order to in order to run. Mm. So there's that. So you you have not even tried the new gearbox yet or have you i have not <laughs> it is it is in steve's possession and in fact i don't know that steve's even opened the the crate since he got it back from bill hmm. because bill was supposed to send which i assume that bill did but trust but verify but bill was supposed to send my factory gear set back with it hmm. and i mean that's expensive right i mean that's like I don't know, $8,000 worth of gears, right? So I don't want to just leave them with Bill. I want them. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't want to just give it like as a tip or something? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, if I ever build a second transmission or if yeah. I ever, you know, want to just drive the car around nonchalantly on the street again someday, I'd put those gears back in that box. More likely what I would really do is just find a completely destroyed box and, and uh, use it as a donor and, and put my gears in it, but... But with the straight cut gears that are in that car now or in that trans now, it's going to whine a little bit. So, Taylor, what's the latest with your car? I think I just saw you bring it down here to Steve, huh? Yeah, I was just down at Driver Source, I guess, what, two days ago? You know, just a quick day trip to Houston and back. Just, you know, that's always a good time. What, what's going on? To Houston. Uh, I don't I don't even know. Cam? <laughs> I'm having an existential crisis with my car's. Like, do I just sell them all and go live in a cave? I don't know. Well, if you sold them all, you could probably buy a small island. <laughs> exactly. Well, it would be a nice cave. I mean, just... it would be a nice island, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. I. I. I've been disappointed in my car. Um, I think we all have this year. I, We've all been. You know, I, I debated unloading it, even selling it, starting over. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do. But maybe I'll come to Aveline. I know how this is gonna go. I can see it. It's, I'm not it's, sure you do. It is. It is written. You. You. You have been bludgeoned over the head by the fast hammer this year, many times, and 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 we all have, and we're all losing sight of the prize. But uh, I guarantee you, the first time that thing works and does what <laughs> you want it to do, and you go fast. You'll be like, I'm back, baby. <laughs> you'll be you'll be happy. It's like, you know, you go play golf. It's that you know, you, you're, 70 bad shots and then that one good shot. Oh, man. Golf is awesome. I'm coming back. I think it is like that. <laughs> Taylor's trying not to smile right now. You can see Taylor. Right? Taylor's. I don't know what is. He's trying to hold something close. He's to trying. Back. He's trying. I, he's trying not to crack. Yeah, I, I, 
I have some things that are <laughs> happening that I, I don't know. I'm just probably playing them close to my chest for now. But Steve's got my car. I, I do have, I took it down to Steve because I want him to do a once over of pretty much everything. Check the suspension, alignment, you know, ride height. All a very good uh, idea. Tore the front lip off the stupid car the other day. Oh. So we're going to try to fix that, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. Still and? Uh, it's supposed to get cams and my smaller turbos. Oh. Going the other way. I see. I don't know. I don't even remember if we talked about that on the on the last episode. I spent I some time talking that. to Robert at FP. Okay. Smart guy. Super nice, too. I, I mean, like, just a good guy that you can tell he's passionate. He's excited. I mean, he wanted to sit me down and teach me about it and, like, just explain it all. And at the time, I felt like I was learning. I don't know if I could teach anybody anything that he told me. I don't know it that well. But I'm pretty confident in the turbo setup that we decided to go with. So out of our 14 uh, listeners, if anybody needs some 95, I do just for super cores, I'll take them. I'll touch you a great deal. They have, need one, they have one half mile event on them. Just, that's it. Just put them to the side. Just keep them for me for a rainy day. There you go. I actually don't even know who uses that size. I don't know if I don't I don't need those. So it came down to the question of if you if you do change the cams, is that going to raise the VE of the engine enough to get those turbos out of surge? And and I that mean, was like a we don't know kind of thing, right? So so you, you change the cams because it was there there had been some R and D done by John B and by Juan to show that it needed more cam, but you also drop the turbo size to be safe and just get some good passes out of the car, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't that kind of the goal? Is just get yeah. some good passes out of the car. I, I mean, I mean, look, I I'm not I'm not a hundred percent on the surge bandwagon, but either way, regardless of cams, I just don't need that much turbo. I mean, I there's there's not a situation that I will use what that turbo has. So. I, I mean, I made a mistake, I think, going that big. I went against all turbo theory of choosing the smallest turbo that'll accomplish your goals, and I just went with the biggest turbo that we could fit in there. So I think, uh, you know, I, I have a desire to make the car streetable, and I'd, I'd like to drive it on the street again. And I think the, the 78s will be a lot better for that than the 95s. Yes. So that's... Mm. Look at you. You're all grown up. Trying. But yeah, I know uh, Steve's waiting on Bray because Bray's flying in to do my cams. Cool. Making Did a house call. Is that like next week then? Do we know? It was supposed to be right this moment. It's right supposed today. to be now. Yeah. Yeah, but it looks like we're going to have a little bit of a delay. Mm. Planes aren't flying out of Arizona right now. I think it's too hot. Yeah, it's but way too hot to fly. You get to be 115 degrees and the planes don't take off. That's what I'm Yeah, that's yeah. a I valid excuse. But hey, uh, they found my Escalade. Oh, See? update. Yeah. And what are you going to do? Well, buy back? Uh, if you remember, I mean, everybody told me kiss it goodbye. And then I guess my insurance company decided they would pay me out on a Friday. That was their 15 day, you know, total loss payout. Mm -hmm. And then on Monday, I get a call that says, hey, looks like we found it. So then I was worried, is the insurance company going to back out? They didn't. It, it worked out fine. But um, yeah, so they found it in Amarillo. It had been revinned. It went were, north? <laughs> yeah, uh, it was part of a narcotics bust. Ah. So the detective that called me from Amarillo told me, I, I mean, I guess I can say this because I don't know any of the details, but he said he was helping a detective a narcotics detective up in like Oklahoma city. And he goes, I don't even deal with this car 
theft stuff. He goes, we just happened to get them. And then there was, it was a ridiculous confusion because the, the detective in Dallas that I originally talked to was kind of a car guy. And so we talked about stuff and talked about a TRX or whatever. Right. And they, they happened to pick up an Escalade and a TRX at the same time on the same bust. And so it just confused everybody because everybody was like, first they call me and they go, we got your TRX here. And I was like, uh, uh no, you don't. Do I know where oh. my TRX is? Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so they, I mean, the Escalade was actually in pretty good shape. I mean, you could tell in the pictures, there's some, you know, curb rash. I don't know how many miles were put on it. I don't, I don't know. I think it's ridiculous that the thieves revend the car, but left my license plate on the back. Yeah, that was like, kind that of just a seems bad like. Maneuver. I mean, they 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 ripped off my toll tag and disabled OnStar fast. Fair, right? Revend it. I get it. And then you leave the tag on it. The one that that like any police car that scans it, it's reported stolen. That's right. Not. Yeah, the guy who stole my trailer. Uh... He left the license plate on it too. That's how they found it. Like all he had to do was put any other plate on it, and he wouldn't have gotten caught. I mean, so I I don't know. But uh, Copart called me last week and was huh. like, "Hey, because they the whole mess. I mean, the Copart was calling me thinking I was the storage facility that had the the Escalade, and I was like, hmm. No, I'm just the I'm just the owner. It got stolen from. They're like, Oh, okay. So somebody will get it. I mean, I don't know if the Escalade's on Copart or it will be soon, but. Well, thieves really have never been known to be smart. All right. It's uh, not a I mean, smart. <laughs> it's not a smart occupation. Yeah. So well, I need a new Escalade. I was tempted to. There you go. Man. Buy it back. But so, yeah, that, that was kind of that was kind of funny. I surprised my son when he was out of town and had a Whipple in installed on his Mustang. Aren't you the best dad ever? Or the dumbest one. I mean. Hey, is it still in one piece? I, I mean, he is. In fact, it's funny. I got a message from somebody that I know on Facebook that said, "Hey, is your son liking your Mustang? His Mustang? Uh, I saw him driving it the other day, and I was super impressed with how slow and responsible he was driving." <laughs> wow, that's so, a good review. That's good. That's good dadding there. Then, yeah, it just means the Whipple doesn't work. Well, all of us kind of have a have a dad bone. You know, now so it's like, whoa, you're gonna give you're gonna give your son what? Like we turned it down as much as we could. I mean, it's running a big pulley. In fact, I think it's bigger pulley than I've ever seen anybody run on an on a whipple. So there you go. You you buy your pulleys like you buy your turbos. Big of the pulleys are cheaper. I am big. Man, it never happened to me before. As soon as my first kid was born, like everywhere I went, if anything like, you know, kids running or, and I'd be like, careful, careful. <laughs> you know, it just, it just comes out of you out of nowhere. It's, like, it's like genetic yeah. programming. Like all of a sudden we're like, careful. So life. are you planning on, are you planning on going to Abilene? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, I want to go to Abilene. Um, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a little negative Nancy. That's so that's my bias right now. So I, let's get the cars together. Let's get them tuned yeah. and then make it, make a good showing. Yeah. I'd like to, I mean, I know I've said before, there's nothing else I can do, but I really, I don't think there is anything else left to do after this mm. other than get it to work. Any other fast cars out at, you know, there was a, there was a, a Mustang that went like 210 and a Corvette that went 210-ish. So the peasants have learned how to go faster. A manual Transvet going 210? I don't think it was a manual. Let's not get out of hand here. Well, Let's I mean, see. it's possible because I mean, Morris goes like 230. Yeah, but, but he's in... I'm just saying it's possible for... Power glide. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Power Glide. I don't know. We, we, we've been, you know, commenting, shall we say, 
on the 1500 horsepower Corvettes going 180 for mm. a long time. So it wouldn't be shocking if they were faster now. But I mean, I don't know what their problem is like traction, I guess, because weight distribution in the car, it just doesn't it doesn't sit back and hook or they're running the wrong tires or I don't know. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, I have full faith that they make the power they say they do. I mean, it's a freaking. But but I, I don't know. But the, the problem is, is dyno variance on power then what they actually report because i never report the right thing to shift sector i'm always lower than what my car actually makes listen yeah. to this michael stout which i think is a vengeance car went 217 in one in, in a 14 Corvette? chevrolet corvette yeah huh. um here's a here's a gt a ford gt 350r 210.87 was that one of the fat house cars yeah must be Fat Fab. He came. He came to play. Um, McLaren's one seventy seven. I just didn't see any fast McLarens out there. Once have we seen a McLaren go over two hundred yet? Mitch uh, M Engineering posted the other day that uh, at some event they had the first McLaren go over two hundred. I I didn't know that McLarens hadn't gone two hundred, but yeah, I, I don't recall ever. I don't see a lot of them at the events. There was a fast one in Colorado Springs a few years ago, but it was in like the 180s or something, maybe 190s. So um, Juan brought up Black Betty, the black 997, formerly owned by uh, several people. Um, 193. So they're shaking that car down. The first thing, the first sighting of that car in what, 10 years? Nah, not quite that long, but a while. Oh, well, it's got to be at least nine years because I think it was 14 or 15 where. Anthony Taylor had that out in Colinga. It was like 16 or 17, maybe. No, because uh, because he had that car sold before I got the red car, and that, I bought that car at 16. Oh, all right. So, may, so, so, let's say, let's say eight years since that car's been out, and um, so it's back together, and they're dialing it in. It went in the 90s. Uh, let's see here. Um, some Porsches 192. But it went, it went like 193 at like 20 pounds of boost, though. Yeah, yeah. It's 25 pounds, I think, of boost. It's pretty good. Stout qualifying runs. An Anthony Rodman in that uh, the uh, Ford GT 350R went in 192 in qualifying. Um, and then the winner of manual class day one is, uh, what is it? Sean, uh, Sean in the 2002 996 turbo went 179 so it was up for it was up for grabs i could have had a heyday it's really ever since the peasant comment it really has gone downhill I mean, since then. yeah it really mm. has <laughs> sissio was out there doing really well in that um green r8 221 that car's pretty jaddy was what? out there what did Perlman run? Two twenty, two thirty. He did. He did real well until the car didn't do well. It broke. Dave Briggs did real well. Two fifteen broke a nine nine one turbo record. Yep. Two fifteen. That's moving. In fact, didn't he break the record twice? It was like two thirteen yeah, when he got there. First day it was like two fourteen, and then two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I look. I like Dave. I just he's a nice guy. He, he is, is a good guy. I think I've said that before. That sounds mm -hmm. weird. I, he, he's great. He rolls up. You know, he flies in, drives like, you know, does like four or five, two, 10 plus runs and then goes home. He's like, ah. yeah, he's like, ah. you know, I showed up, did my racing. I'm going to go home now. Yeah. And then the next, I think they went to Pocono the next weekend and he did really well. So I always run really into good. him in the hotel, like that awkward moment in the hallway. You walk by and you're like, I think that's him. But and then you kind of <laughs> look at me. I'm kind of looking at him. Shortly before. Um, 
Jessica Hasig in her 2013 Mustang went 207. Okay. And That's that blue one, right? That's the blue one. Yeah. Her, her and her husband are a team. Oh, Perlman. 236. Mm. 236 in I that hurricane. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's fast. It's not, it's not 258, but it's right. It's booking. Terrence was driving that. Oh, that's right. I saw mm -hmm. a video of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Terrence is freaking wild, man. He'll drive anything. He anywhere. is a wild man. He was the one that did that, um, that uh, ran what? 230 at 2k in the the gtr lambo assassins gtr yeah i was just watching that video yesterday that i still love that man no no morris malone 241 oh here we go michael stout 2000 horsepower c7 217 i mean and that's where we're gonna be we're gonna be 215 if our stuff works right did yeah. you see uh morris's horsepower number on the, his vet 35 or something 3500 <laughs> yeah Jesus. yeah that's crazy oh yeah i looked up the uh the methanol stoichiometric ratio is six and a half to one so oh. if gasoline is you know stoic is like 14.5 then you're basically over twice as much fuel <laughs> mm -hmm. over gasoline and ethanol falls right kind of in the middle of that, doesn't it? I can't remember what ethanol stoic is. It's nine, nine to nine. one. Oh, okay. So you there need 30, was... 30%, roughly 30% more, a little okay. bit less than that. There was a, um, an Aventador SVJ, basically stock, I would imagine. I've got a buddy that just bought one of those. 161 miles an hour. Stock. Yeah. An old Mustang, 69 Mustang, did 182. Wow. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's that same guy. There was that there was that guy with the old Mustang that was fast a few years ago. Yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. And and then the STO from Underground uh, went two forty six, and then I think Mark went two fifty eight. Right? There's a Hellcat. Okay, look, thirteen hundred horsepower Dodge Hell Challenger Hellcat one seventy three. Ah, I was gonna wait say one seventy six. Thirteen hundred horsepower one seventy three. Yeah, they're so heavy. To dude, put though. that in perspective, a thirteen hundred horsepower nine nine one will do two hundred easily. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Probably a little more, 202, 205. Some of my friends locally in Dallas are doing crazy things now. Um, I signed up for it. Shipping cars to Colorado Springs. Driving from Colorado Springs to Las Vegas, shipping cars home. Mm. So the, my dilemma is, do I take the GT3? Is that a rally that's happening? Mm -hmm. Is it is it Hawktane's rally? Mm -mm. Oh. If you want to go, I'll I'll give you the get you the info. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Do I take the GT? I took, I did the GT three last time we did this. We went from, uh, Colorado Springs to Vegas and it was fun, but you know, and the GT three goes around corners really nicely. Yeah. But it doesn't keep up, That's but it was hard keeping up with the nine eleven turbos <laughs> and the R eights and those guys that were, that I was with. And, you know, I figure you drive that far and you're driving it at 10 tenths around tight corners, bad things are going to happen. So I wasn't like, I wasn't going, you know, as fast as the car would go either. Yeah. Uh, around the around the corners, which is what I would need to do to keep up with them in some cases. So I fell behind a couple times. But yeah. Or do I get another car? Right. Like I could I could get a uh, like we're, we're all kind of eyeballing nine nine one turbos right now. I think. <laughs> like, hmm. Yeah. Like a twenty seventeen nine nine one turbo in uh, in a light blue color like like there's Riviera. If I could find one in Riviera blue, I think I would just, I would just close my eyes and buy. Yeah, That'd be a I'm great car for that trip. Yeah. I've been on that kick wondering if I should get rid of the GT three. I don't want to sell my GT three cause it's almost paid off. 
right? Because once it's paid off, it's free. It's, <laughs> I have it. And it's not going to, you know, heavily depreciate. Yeah, but I mean, the overall market's going to move up and down. It's going to do what it's going to do. But these cars just don't lose value. I mean, my 2008 is worth more than it uh, more than it was when I bought it. So it's like, see, I, I'd, I'd get rid of the GT3 and then use that money to buy one. Yeah, I mean, you could do that or I could have three. I mean, you could swap the GT3 straight up for a, a turbo, I would imagine, right? Aren't they about the same price? A dot one, probably. Pretty close. Yeah. Or like a super, super high mileage dot two. I, I mean, I, I've been exploring. Like, you saw that post I made on Facebook. I was just wondering what the, the full bolt-on meth guys on the 991 and 992s were running 60 to 130. And it's, it was like five seconds, six seconds. Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I... Thought it was going to be faster I, than that. Yeah, I thought it was going to be faster. I, I'm not. I mean, I'm not saying that's slow. I just well, we're shooting well, for like you know fours and threes. You know, like like high threes, mid threes, low fours on a bad day kind of thing. Yeah, but but you know, there's just something to be said for minor modifications and a fast street car. And that's kind of that's what I that's what I've been thinking lately. Is like maybe maybe I do that because. I'm not driving the 997. I I don't know. There's a 2017 911 Turbo, 9,348 miles on eBay right now. Buy it now, 165. Oof, that sounds like a lot. Yeah, like 145. I'd yeah, we're we're at a weird car. point because some dealers are still hanging on to the 160s and 170s and those dot twos, and I've seen some drop into the 140s, 150s. So yeah, I think I, 145 is the number for that car. I mean, the mileage on this one's nice. It's, it's 9,000. I like to buy well, the mileage ones, but it has cool. steel brakes and not particularly a whole lot of upgrades see sometimes i like the higher mileage ones because i don't drive it every day so eventually the age catches, catches up, up the mileage <laughs> yeah and, that's and then i'm not you know but but then you you want you know you you got to wonder what goes wrong at those miles yeah like my my turbo has twenty seven thousand miles on it and my gt3 has thirteen thousand miles on it but i never drive them i mean i do but when you the way you put miles on a car is like driving it to work every day, which I don't do, or uh, you know driving day whatever like using it for transportation as opposed for entertainment. Yeah. If you, if you use the car like these kinds of car, these kinds of cars the way they're meant to be used for entertainment, you don't really put a lot of miles on. I even submitted uh, my GT3 to like give me the VIN.com just to see what they'd spit back. See, here's a less than I would sell it for. Here's another 2017 911 Turbo, 32,000 miles, 133.9. That's that seems. Where is it? It is Atlanta. All right, what else we got to talk about? The new Mustang thing, the 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 GTD, the GTD. Ooh, I am <clears throat> not impressed with how it looks. That's for sure. Yeah, it kind of looks a bit. It kind of looks like they tried to turn a Mustang into a GT3. It's got right. cheese, like an RS, right? It's got like cheese graters on the front yeah. fenders and then it's got the upside down you know weirdo wing on the back are these uh are these photos what it's actually gonna appear like or are these still kind of pre-production looks it's probably how it's gonna be it's probably pretty close right i mean mm -hmm. approximately 800 horsepower i'm sure it's gonna perform very well but it's just not a good looking car and it's 300 grand yeah, yeah so that's just I don't understand the, the value proposition here exactly. Are they are they like trying to go after people that are 
independently wealthy that uh, don't like German cars? Well, uh, <laughs> or Italian cars? <laughs> what What's the production number going to be? I mean, is it low production numbers? I mean, I, I read a couple articles. I just don't, I didn't really take a whole lot. Uh, let's see. Oh, here. Uh, between 1,000 and 2,000 examples reported by Car and Driver. See, I, I don't know, right? Like, I think they can command crazy prices for that kind of stuff if they do a real limited run. Yeah. It just looks like it's got so much going on. It doesn't know what it's doing. I mean, it has everything. It has the same scoop as a 911, the same cheese grater side things. Imitation form of flattery, right? Same the, rear, the rear, uh, you know, intakes on the side right above the the wheels yeah the and the wing is is under the strut just like they did on the new 992 gt3 mm -hmm. I, yeah, I don't know i'm certainly not sold on it and then i guess ford's not even making them well oh, that's a, no. that's a feature not a bug <laughs> well that's that's fair uh, who's actually making them something with an m i can't remember the name multimatic oh multimatic of course that sounds like an old transmission to me yeah, it, it, does. it sounds like the turbo retro encabulator. <laughs> it's yeah, multimatic. It's like something Hollywood says in a car show. It's a multimatic right. double carburetor. Happen to be wearing the shirt today. Oh, you do? <laughs> it has the, uh, what is it? The ambifacient lunar wane shaft. So that uh, side fumbling is effect effectively eliminated, I believe. <laughs> All right. Well, have we insulted enough folks today? No. Have we, have we insulted no. ourselves enough today? I mean, if that's the goal, I can probably shed some light. Well, let's 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 do a recap on the uh, shift sector points leaders, at least in the uh, top three classes. We have the ethanol class. Tyler Mixon's leading at 17 points. I can't believe that the leader of that's how tight that class is. The leader has 17 points. And then Jaddy's got oh, Jaddy's in second place with 13 points. This is in the ethanol class. Jaddy's my favorite now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're rooting for Jaddy. Um and then Ames, Ames got third and fourth place. Of course, Kristen, I believe that car is 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 done. Juan got is in fifth place. David Perlman's down in seventh. And then Taylor, Taylor's our, our own Taylor has got eight points, and that puts him ahead of Dave Briggs with six points. Uh oh, it's gonna yeah. come down to the wire. Hey, it's like literally the only time I'm gonna be ahead of Dave Briggs. Yeah, look at that. So let's just let's celebrate it. Circle it. Circle Maybe it. take a picture, you know, I don't. All right, so we have um, all-wheel drive class point standings. Mark Rao, number number one leader right now with 24 points. Tim Hopkins in another underground R8, 20 points. Curtis Adam in a Nissan GTR with 13 points. Um, and then Sandy in, in a Gallardo with 11 points and Nathan Sissio at 10 points. So that is the all-wheel drive class. And then the manual class points leaders are Blake Weaver, my fellow peasant, with 21 points. Sean, so so Sean with AIM, he's got 21 points as well. And he got all of those points in Indianapolis. In, yeah, that in one event. In one event. Well, that's why we thought it was so important to go to that one. And so Sandy Murray. Three days, Sandy, that's right. Sandy Moraney. In the Gallardo, so he's also in this class too. He's got 11 points and then followed by me with 10 points. Had I had I run one more lame duck run at 150 miles an hour, I'd be tied with him at 11 points. So 
and then Kelly Esser in a Mazda RX-7 at nine points. So that's the that's the recap of the three the three big classes, um, and then going into uh, Abilene, which is the last event. We'll see who who shakes out the winners. Okay, and we hope to be there. Is that? Oh yeah, I'm gonna be there. Taylor, you're gonna be there. Dan, I'm going this time. All right, I'm no. not. Gonna, I'm not I, gonna I'm, my head. I think I'm gonna be there. I think I'm because what we say we have to get home Sunday so we can fly out. To Vegas on Monday for SEMA. Yep. Oh, I haven't booked for SEMA yet. I got to talk. Come to on. I haven't booked my flight yet, but no, you don't have to book your flight. But you got to book your hotel. I do. I do have that booked. Yeah. Yeah. How? I mean, I thought I would be ready to go to an event by now, but everything is so slow. Yeah. Yeah. Things do take a while. I just like putting Jason to sleep. All right. Jason. So, can we do this again next week? Yeah. Stay on they, schedule. I think so. Then that being said. This will conclude this episode of So You Think Your Car Is Fast. Thanks for listening and or watching. We'll see you again next time. Thanks for listening to So You Think Your Car Is Fast podcast. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Also want to thank Redenzo Radar. RedenzoRadar.com slash BHT for discounts. And for discounts on lightweight batteries at anti-gravity batteries, use discount code BHTR10. Go to antigravitybatteries.com. Also want to thank Evo Spec Engine Development, Forced Performance, and Driver Source.